As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings Just on. Just uh, they can be like bathing suits. What they, you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a sunny, beautiful spring Friday, early afternoon. Bo Wolf, Marissa Dunn, Zach Berman. Shil Kapadia here to talk about the draft, which is less than a week away. We've got the Turkeys to the Kingdom draft, which we will, uh, you know, bet on what's going to happen over the course of draft weekend. We've got uh, the big J.J. Arthanga Whiteside news to unpack. And then we're going to do a new uh, exercise, a little a little big board building, a little big bird building based on our second round prospect rankings with Zach, Shiel and I. But I, I got to start, Zach. Uh, we got that intro there. And uh, I got a uh, I got a DM from uh, from a listener who said she almost screamed on the train because she was reading this book called uh, a Ran- a walk down Wall Street, and in the middle of it there is a line that says a firm's income statement may be likened to a bikini. What it reveals is interesting, but what it conceals is vital. Yes, yeah. I I never said I came up with the line. Are you, fa- I think are you familiar with the book? Did you ghostwrite this? I'm not familiar with the book. No, I I've heard it um, in relation in the past to to uh, a handful of things, right? Uh, yeah, like yeah, statistics is is uh, a prominent among them. So no, I I never suggested that. I came up with that line on the spot. Oh, I don't mean to. I don't mean to okay. to uh, accuse you of, of stealing it for your own. I just you okay. know, it's good yeah. to know that you're in the minds you're in the minds of the listeners as they read. You know, I, our our loyal listener Rich Bobby uh, was nice enough to come to um, a speaking engagement the other night, and I I quoted Eisenhower, and he said Eisenhower and ZB, and I wanted to make sure no, like 
that's Eisenhower, right? Like I, I'm just quoting Eisenhower. So yeah, by no means am I taking credit for that. Sheil, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm feeling well. I thought I was going to be out for a, a longer stint on the DL, but luckily it came and it uh, and it passed. It's probably the last episode was probably the first time I had the little FOMO. You know, usually when I'm not on, mm, uh, you don't no miss talking to, to us. Me. Yeah, who, who who cares? Yeah, but uh, what a great episode! I mean, uh, Deontay Lee, fantastic, dynamic debut, natural. Yeah outstanding takes uh, with conviction, which I like. You could tell he's done the work on all these things. Dane, obviously, the the annual appearance, just uh, a beast. The beast has just been open on my computer for since it came out. Uh, you guys did, you know, a nice job uh, hosting there. And then Coach Flynn uh, comes in, you know, having watched all these uh, targets for all the top prospects. And then I thought, wow, to finish it, with that rant, I mean, yeah. that was really, we might need to cut that rant and make it part of the uh, intro, intro, which I thought uh, was outstanding. So I enjoyed listening to uh, all of it. And uh, now I've gone through, as you mentioned, we came up with 25 options for the Eagles on day two. And so for the last uh, two days here, I've been going through, coming up with my rankings. You guys came up with your rankings. We just revealed the, the spreadsheet to each other. And, man, we are not on the same page for, like, all of these guys. So uh, I think it's going to be fun to talk about uh, talk about this in our second segment. What it really drove home to me is what Dane was saying, which is that the strength of this draft is not in the first round. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of these day two guys and being like, are we sure the first round, you know, prospects are better than these guys? Because these guys easily, it feels like to me, could be first round options. So uh, I, I think it'll be fun to talk. I, I think day two is going to be the most, maybe the most fun day of the draft this year. And it's part and of by the way, that's I, how I think day the Eagles two are so be. sorry, so desperate to trade down from eighteen if they can. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say that's how it should be with with day two prospects, right? Like there should be a general consensus about say the top right. ten or fifteen. Or, or so in a draft and Howie Roseman said that this this week when he spoke he was like they know the players who are going to go at the top they just don't know the order but when you get to you know the 20 to 50 range there there should be a, a matter of taste a matter of opinion so I like that our, our our day two picks are like that yeah and I think it sort of speaks to remember like last year the idea was that this year's draft was going to be loaded because of everybody getting the extra year's uh, of eligibility for for COVID last year, and I don't think that turned out to be the case at the top of the draft. Like you, you listen to everybody, and they say that this the top of this draft is is much worse than previous years, and I think that's true. And and, and it sort of makes sense because like the the best players were still going to come out early last year. It's where where it trickles down is like the middle rounds and the end of the draft, where that is a little bit deeper uh, potentially than years past. What have you What have you gone and uh, put on your head there, Shield? Well, you know, uh, DFOP Tracer Bullet was saying, you know, it might mm. be time to move to the the dad hat over the flat brim. And I purchased a couple dad hats recently. So I thought, you know, I'm a uh, host of the people. And so I'll rock this uh, Wilmington Blue Rock. Shout out to John mm. Wolf hat that I got last night for the rest of the pod. How how did the uh, national anthem go? Good. Naya nailed it? Yeah, I mean, it was not just Naya. It was a, uh, it was, uh, you know, their whole chorus group so yeah but did she yeah. did she have a good time did she feel like yeah. she killed it yeah i don't know i think she she did well okay you and can see uh, photos on my instagram and the uh the rice krispies turned out well yeah those are that good by the way 
Yeah, those right. are really good. You're well, as fun. I told, uh, as I told Bo, you gotta, you know, Bob will make the. For those of you who don't know what you're talking, what we're talking about, you know, you would need to follow uh, Sheila Kapati on Instagram to know. But uh, my mom made these Rice Krispie treats and snuck them in there. I said, minor league baseball is perfect for Indians because you can just sneak in this big Tupperware uh, or this big container of Rice Krispie treats, and no one asks you any questions. And uh, now uh, they look good. I didn't have any. You do have to be careful. Ba tries to sneak in a lot of healthy ingredients in those. Uh, It's been kind of a years long trial and error process where sometimes it works out. Other times, you know, Nyan Leela will say, no, thanks. Uh, Go back to the drawing board. Zach, I'm curious. uh, Have you taken offense at uh, Shield's reaction to the J.J. Ortega white side position change to tight end? It seems as if. He is trying to take credit for this idea when my understanding is the two of us came up with this together and then S.H.I.E.L.D. jumped on board. I'm not taking uh, any credit for it. No, I mean, I, 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 I like the commitment to the bit. It's, it's funny. Credit to Jeff McLean for reporting the news, by the way. Yes. Jeff reports it. And then I get a bunch of messages like I was alerted to it from people saying they, they listen to you guys. Right. And uh, I don't know if that's the case, but. Uh, good for JJ, by the way. I'll, I'll I'll also add, right, he has a better chance of making the roster, in, in my opinion, at tight end than at wide receiver next year just because of, of where the numbers are going to be at wide receiver, I'm, I'm presuming. And, uh, like, JJ's problem has never been lack of, like, desire or work or commitment. It just hasn't translated to the field. But uh, the fact that he seems committed to it, according to Jeff's article, I, I, I respect uh, – I respect the experiment. Well, the thing, tight end, the tight end position, I mean, everyone's talking about the wide receiver market. The tight end market is crazy. I mean, you have guys like Ian Thomas, who no one thought was anywhere near a good player or a good blocker, and the Panthers paid him $5.5 million per year this offseason. You have Will Disley, who I think his career high in receiving yards is 269 receiving yards, and he's making eight million dollars a year one of the worst contracts uh in free agency by the way uh, is that's not a you know jab at you will disley ctc my gosh you're you're on the first team ctc this offseason as far as i'm concerned good Uh, spoonerism listen the 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 odds are usually when you see these kinds of things it doesn't work out uh but like you said zach i mean this is a team that you know is calling richard rogers every year so the bar is pretty low it as bo has mentioned before uh, blocking for a tight end is not about pancaking guys. It's about losing slow. And so well if you said. can get to like a Zach Ertz level of blocking, you might be able to uh, find a home in the league, extend your career a little bit. So yeah, it, it just didn't make sense to, I mean, you're keeping him at wide receiver for what point? I mean, he right. has no chance to do anything there for you. So it's like, you know, the, the risk is very low. Give him a shot and see what happens. Yeah, and as totally. as as we discussed with uh, Deontay the other day, I've I've tried like I've I've tried to find tight ends in this class that I really like, and it's hard, right? Like there's so many receivers who, you, who you're like, oh, I can get behind that guy uh, in the fourth round or the fifth round. Tight end, it's I don't know what's going on in college football. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the proliferation of spread offenses or if that body type is going to like defensive end. But there are so few tight ends in this draft who I'm like, I, I want to spend a pick on him. 
There's yeah, a few league, guys, but yeah, it's league-wide thing too. I mean, think of those guys who I just mentioned who got paid. I mean, if you're, I mean, David, who uh, was my Dolphins the, guy the, who I liked? Has he even gotten a deal? Was, uh, he did sign somewhere. Yeah, Smythe. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, Smythe. That was Bo. Bo was telling me he should be in the top 150. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what like he got. 146. Maybe, yeah. I go who? He I go. I've never even heard. <laughs> I've seen this guy, uh, David. You know, even the franchise tag guys, David Njoku. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that those are guys who are passing the armpit test when you're talking about defensive coordinators um, preparing for those teams. So we'll see what happens. All right. We are uh, we're going to do a little different. Wait, I need to take okay. you, to, you, you guys to task, as you know, when I listen okay, to the uh, uh, episodes. Uh, the Debo Samuel conversation. I mean, I didn't realize that Kyle. I mean, Zach, I can't believe you didn't fire back at Bo on this. I didn't realize that Kyle Shanahan created Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo Samuel, so lucky to be able to play for the great Kyle Shanahan, who can just pluck a man out of thin air and have him produce. 1,400 yards and second in the NFL in yards per out run. Oh, he's so lucky. I would say the opposite. I mean, there were like four games last year where the 49ers offense was doing garbanzo beans and they threw, I don't know, throwing like a little wide receiver screen is like a, you know, Kyle Shanahan is a genius for that or not. They would just throw a little uh, wide receiver screen to Debo Samuel and he would just be stiff arming people to the ground, running away from defenders. I mean, he was a one man game changer. So spare me with the, you know, Debo Samuel needs Kyle Shanahan to be a great player conversation. I mean, this is so, uh, this has gone so far. It's not just you. I, I think that's from, misrepresenting the, it. What we said of, a little you know, bit. The king of the minions, Noah Becker. I saw him tweeting about it. I saw you talk. I don't know if you guys had a group meeting and decided you all uh, felt this way or not. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to miss. I'll say this, Tyreek Hill. This might be a hot take that'll make me look stupid in the future, but I'll, I was thinking about tweeting it. Tyreek Hill will miss uh, Andy Reid more than Debo Samuel will miss Kyle I agree Shanahan. With that. I agree with that. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of controversial. I don't even know if I believe it. But I think I agree with that. I, I, I think you're misrepresenting what we said a, what, a uh, little bit. No, you. Uh, Zach what, didn't say anything. Okay. Zach just didn't battle back. Which I just, Zach, I, who goes on this Stoutland stuff, I'm like, Zach, get in there. This is way worse than crediting Jeff Stoutland for Jordan Mailata, crediting Kyle Shanahan. I don't Shanahan think I was crediting Kyle Samuel. Shanahan for, saying, for, for making Debo good. I just, it's a little bit less of a clean... Uh, a clean transition, and also to be fair, like in relation to Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams in terms of the market, I mean, Debo Samuel has had one year like that. He's only like, played three years. Okay, one out of three. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He's younger, he's 26. Yeah, that's good. I mean, what? Of a and so, what would you give up? Would you give up? G. Would you give up more than I more than I offered? A well, first, no, a third, a and a future? Con that's okay. a different conversation because I think that it's uh, I think that it's risky biz to give up uh, multiple high picks and then pay. I'm just kind of like philosophically, I don't know that I would do that because you're giving up multiple high picks and then paying a guy at the top of the market. That's why I did not love. Uh, I did not like at all the Dolphins' decision to trade for Tyreek Hill and do that. I mean, if someone did it, I probably wouldn't crush him, but I probably would not do that. Now, if Debo Samuel were a free agent, uh, yeah, I would pay him at the, uh, at the top of the market. I mean, you can, you can tell him you're not even going to take a handoff uh, while you're a player here. He's still a fantastic player. I mean, he's a game-changing player without Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Let's see that Niners offense next year without Debo Samuel. That's what I want to say. Let's see that. 
Listen, you oh, don't yeah. need you don't. Yeah, I'm I'm down for for fading Kyle Shanahan. In in my defense for not taking the task I, at that point, we had done three interviews. We had a press conference with that day. I had to write a story, and I I believe we were pushing the kids' dinner time at that at that point. So I was I was right, I, I'll I was, give I was you a pass. To wrap up. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, did you have Did you want to talk about your other note, or you want to save that for later? No, I don't even remember what that was. Shadow draft. The Debo thing I wanted to get to. Oh, the shadow draft. I was just thinking, you always do the shadow draft, uh, which is great. I think we should all, for as long as Birds with Friends lives, I mean, that's got to be a post-draft segment. We all have to go through and say, here's who the Eagles took. Here's who I am going on the record. If I were the GM, I would have taken. I mean, I think we'll realize, I think we all realize how hard it is now, but I think even more so, We'll probably be like, oh my gosh, you know that that was embarrassing. Uh, but you can't one. do it. You can't do it after the fact. You have to do it live. What do you mean? Like you can't just even like later you that post night. It's like two days after the draft. No, I know, but I make my decisions in real time. He, he I'm saying you can't even wait until yeah. the end of the night to see how yeah. it plays out because that could affect. Like you have to make your decision when yeah. the Eagles are on the clock. Yeah, he oh. he he writes it down while they're on the clock. Oh, I, okay. I, I, yes. All right, so I, can, I, I can commit yeah. to doing. I can commit to doing that. Okay, yeah. I like that. Okay, well, you, you, I can add that to the uh, to the story. Then you guys can give me yours. No, it doesn't and have I, to be part of your story. It can be a podcast segment after. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, if you're going to do it, you might as well include it. And I, uh, I lie. I I know that happens <laughs> uh, not just because I was I I I've, I've sat next to Bo during this, but also because in the past two years when we've been at home, you know, by day three of the draft, they don't show the picks live in real time. So I'll be like texting you guys like, oh, you know, they're picking so-and-so here. And 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 Bo will be like, I'm just working on my shadow draft pick, right? So because yeah. you don't know what's happening, you know, that that pick, you don't know it's it just scrolls across the screen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to turkeys to the kingdom. Uh, this is the game in which uh, you have 100 turkeys for each question. You can disperse them however you want, and we will see how it plays out over the course of draft weekend. I am the uh, defending champion on this game, but I think it's also fair to say that this is the uh, the least prestigious of the three uh, pre-draft games that we play. So, you know, not to not to not to downplay it as we go into it, but I just want to. Will you be publishing those rankings of the most prestigious to least prestigious? Yeah, I think I think point? it goes. Uh, no, I, think... I don't. I please, please, I don't need to hear it now. I said, <laughs> okay, we'll, fair enough. You know, we'll, I think know, we're also going to add. We're also going to add a fourth. We're going to we're going to do a, a draft uh, swooper sorecasting next week. I think that'll be fun. Okay. By the uh, way, credit to Denise because I, I I like to think I have a good memory, and he, he put out. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry, Denise. Uh, yeah, yeah, Denise. Uh, he reminded <laughs> us of games that yes. I didn't even. I don't recall playing. Right? Yes, like, the that, quack to the future in which we ranked the players the Eagles signed to futures contracts in order of how likely they were to make the roster. <laughs> I totally forgot we did that, and so credit to to as, Denise as, did I. Yeah. as we as we uh, you know pour one out for the retired Cameron Malvo. Michael wanted an emergency pod yesterday for that. Just gonna say, but you know, I told him we would that we would hit on it today. Would he like to come on and tell his best Cameron Malvo story just to, you know, to um, celebrate? He probably the would. We've but... told it. Wasn't that the that was the day I was there, right? I oh yeah, that, that probably story. is. The Boy, best I don't know if that's yeah. Michael's favorite, but yeah. Well, oh. he's going to law school, what so could congrats top that? to him. Yeah. Oh, Danis had an awesome tweet. I actually told Michael to send it to Kim, so I'm Very not nice. sure if he did, oh, nice. but. It was a very good tweet by Diniz. As always, he is, you know, the best on social. So, Absolutely. yeah. All right. All right. First question. The Eagles' first pick of this year's draft. Will it be earlier 
than 15 in or in other words will they trade up from 15 will it will they pick exactly at 15 or will they pick lower than 15 100 turkeys to disperse how do you gentlemen spread your turks i'll and jump in here i i i have uh 40 for higher 50 for same 10 for lower okay i have 48 for higher 52 for at 15 and zero for lower I, i'm curious okay so I, I have 50 higher okay. 25 stay and 25 lower why why do you think why do you think that they can't or they wouldn't uh give me the the logic there because it seems like i'm missing something why they wouldn't I, trade down from well 15. i just i'm trying to win the game and i'm i i think uh i think it's much less likely that they trade down from 15 um because they they entered this draft with three draft picks, you're thinking like you're getting an infusion of talent. I would find it hard to believe that they would be okay accepting that they're not gonna like they're they're gonna back off trying to get a difference maker when they have that much draft capital. Yeah, but let's say that they get to 15 and they say, "Oh of man, we possible. have like seven guys here ranked in the same." I don't know. That might be exaggerating, but wow, we have all these guys ranked in the same tier. We didn't get a shot at Thibodeau or Hamilton or Stingley. You know, it would kind of be a reach to take player X here. Let's see if we can move back. Even if it's not uh, the draft capital we were hoping for, we'll still get a first round pick and add something later. Yeah, of course, that's plausible. Possible. I think okay. that's a worst, not a worst case scenario. Worst case is they're on the clock and they can't move down if that's the case. But knowing Howie Roseman um, and knowing like the disparity of his success in the first round, I think he is much more likely to move up here to try to get someone. Now, I think the worst case scenario was what we've talked about is if all of those six guys are off the board and they can't move up for them, those six guys being uh, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Davis, Kayvon Thibodeau, Derek Stingley, Kyle Hamilton. I think if all of those guys are off the board and they're on 15, I think they would try to trade down potentially. But I think they're more likely to try to trade up to get whoever that last okay. of the six is. All right, same exercise for 18. Will they be drafting higher than 18, exactly at 18, or lower than 18? I, uh, I can go first. I have uh, five turkeys on higher than 18, 45 turkeys on 18, and 50 turkeys on lower than 18. I have 10, 50, 40. I have 10, 45, 45. Okay. Although, you know, what I could see here is, uh, you know, like how he trades back from 15, and then he trades like, up from 18 and like, like the national media right. he's loving the, like the oh boy right. you know they come on howie is a wheeler and dealer this guy he will trade any of the old day he'll trade his mother you know like danny age uh <laughs> stuff because i i do think he enjoys uh you know that uh characterization i think the eagles would love to trade down from 18 that's uh, i just i, I to, to add yeah. volume to the middle of this draft i think that's that would be their ideal situation oh, i mean the, the by the, the way the, Second, the second day of this draft is just like beautiful. Like I'm just all, all my. It's interesting. Uh, I don't feel the same way. No. Okay. I, I, I like. Had, I like. I like. Like middle of date of of the second round, like through the third round. I think they're in good. I think they're in good position okay, to pick up on that. that. I don't love like. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Good so not him. not defending how he's trades here, but if I was a GM, I, I'd be the same way. Like that is that's so much fun. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, in my in my fantasy baseball league, I, I I probably submit like three trade offers a day 
yeah. flex just because it's 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 uh yeah it's 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 fun to uh, make deals. i hope uh, I, uh, I hope absolutely uh, i love a trade yeah. go ahead i just i just also uh enjoy how much he loves being known i feel right. like he loves being okay, known yeah. as a trader yeah that's what i was joking about not that okay. i'm all for true. making the trades yeah. yeah all right eagles enter this draft with 10 picks will they end up making fewer than 10 picks exactly 10 picks or more than 10 picks I can go first. I have uh, 50 on fewer, 25 on the same, and 25 on lower. Uh, can you jump in here, bro? Because I, I have the veteran one as my next one. So I see this is the last one yes. I prepared for. Yeah. So I, I have, I have also, I also have 50 on fewer. I have 35 on exactly 10 and only 15 on more than 10. I will go 40, 40, 20. I probably should have gone higher on low. I mean, I, I feel like it's unusual to have 11 or more picks. I mean, I don't know how many teams have uh, done it, but I think the Vikings had 12 last year. And as I was doing the overall draft grades at the end, it really like stuck out that it was uh, many more than, you know, I think teams that have had 45 picks over the last five years, which is obviously nine a year, like that's among the five highest uh, volume in the NFL. So it just gives you a sort of a sense of it. Okay. Uh, over the course, actually not even over the course of draft weekend, from today, from this moment on through the close of the draft, through Saturday, will the Eagles make a trade that includes a veteran either coming or going? Yes mm. or no? I'll jump in here because I have it in front of me. I have 65 yes, 35 no. Oh, man. What a bummer. I have the exact same thing. Great mind. Uh I go 75 yes, 25 no. Mm, interesting opportunity for you to pick up 10 turkeys. Yeah, I think I think uh I think there's a good chance this happens. Who's going? I Dillard? think Dillard. Dillard. Dillard or Rager. Oh, Rager. Minshew? What about a Minshew? Minshew's a possibility. I think the hard part with Minshew right now though is that it's a little late to find your backup quarterback, right? You know, how many of those, I, I, I mean, she, you know, the, yeah, there's nobody better. actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of our writers, uh, Josh, uh, Josh from the Falcons, uh, messaged Kendall. me. Yeah. Josh Kendall from the Falcons messaged me and was like, I'm putting together, you know, this Falcons depth chart. Uh, like, are there any backup quarterbacks? I hadn't looked at it in a while to see who was available. I mean, you're talking AJ McCarron, you're talking Mike Glennon. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not pretty. Yeah, because if if, if you Cam did Newton, that deal, I guess if you if you still feel like he deserves, you know, or if, if he wants it, that spot, yeah. if you're gonna build the if, offense that way. If you did the deal back in March, let's say, you know, if there was a team that that was trying to get a veteran quarterback, didn't land one, a via trade or free agency, Minshew was was next on the list, and you're still in position for like a Jacoby Brissett or or, or someone like that, then I could see the Eagles being more apt to do it at this point unless you're going to draft a quarterback in the third round or you're hoping someone gets cut by a team that drafts a quarterback or expendable by a team that drafts a quarterback, uh, it's hard to find that number two, and and they they do value the number two spot. Miles Sanders would be an outside-of-the-box possibility if they draft a running back. Unlikely. I think the funniest thing they could do would be to draft uh, Jordan Davis and then trade Fletcher Cox, but... <laughs> Okay. What kind of offseason would that be, right? <laughs> and then we, trade we back for him. But then, but then, then tell everyone, yeah. don't worry, we're going to trade right back for him. Right, and they <laughs> gave up a little bit extra. They gave up an extra sixth-round pick just to get him back. 
All right. Uh, Listen, we surveyed the league. (laughs) There were teams that were willing to give up more to get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They flip them. Okay. Uh, Will the Eagles draft a quarterback? Yes or no? All right. I should. I shouldn't be able to go last on all these because it's an advantage. So let me let me think about. Will they draft a quarterback? Yes or no? Uh, I'm gonna say. 75, no, 25, yes. But then I want to talk about it after hearing your guys. Okay. I'm, 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 doing, ahead, I'm, I'm not doing any of the game theory here, so I, I don't mind jumping in because I have all mine written down. Yeah, mine uh, are all written down as well. I, I have uh, 30 that they um, will draft one, 70 that they won't draft one. I went 96 and four. That they no. Will not, that they will not, yes. All right, so are are we sure they should not be just if Malik Willis falls to one of these picks, they should not be just taking a flyer on him? I'm I mean, with you. Just, I, I mean, I was just said the more I looked at it, like yeah, the likelihood is that Malik Willis is not, you know, it, it's just the likelihood that any quarterback. I mean, it's really hard. Most of them do not pan out. But man, just to see the upside, and if it's a situation where you don't have to trade up and you're taking a flyer uh, on a guy, and he's said to have you know great intangibles, and you know he has. Uh, all the tools and what you're working with right now, I just continue to kind of like look at him and uh, be a little bit, a little bit intrigued by Malik Willis. Like how many, you can't just go, I I know I've said the thing about, you know, QB competency. This I don't think applies because you are taking a swing and you can't just wait year after year after year after year for something to work out where you're just kind of a middling franchise. So that was just one thing as I continued the past few days to go through stuff. I'm kind of like, you know, just because everybody says that is uh, not a great quarterback draft or he's got flaws. I mean, his, his raw talent is undeniable. If you believe in sort of the person after having met with him and the work ethic, it's not like the, you know, you're not like crippling your franchise by drafting Malik Willis and then it not working out. I mean, I was also thinking, you know, they took Jalen Hurts with what number pick was that? 50. 53, I think, or 59. 53 with no intention of having him be the starter, just be the backup. Like if Malik Willis is just your backup over the next four to five years as someone who can just come in and, you know, I I think we've discussed like the type of backups we liked before. And it's like, yeah, if it's someone who can just come in and kind of create chaos and run around, uh, like that's a nice, that's kind of a nice backup to have also. So uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to completely rule it out, whether it's just me, my own opinion, or whether it's what I think they're going to do but it's just a thought i had i think i mean it would it would take some stones for them to do that um but i'm with you i think i think if the draft plays out as they make a pick at 15 or earlier and then willis is still on the board at 18 i think i would do it because like the the upside outweighs the risk there it's not you're you're not it's not your only first round pick you're still adding premium talent uh as you said you're not trading up for him and like the upside is is so, so much more important at that position than anything else. I think I I think like that's that's what is nice about having the luxury of multiple first round picks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Like I agree with with the Wills part of it. I just don't think he's he, he's going to be there. I don't think they're going to go that route. I, I I think they have. And I don't think I would do it for any of the other guys. And yeah, and I I frankly think quarterbacks are are, are going to go earlier this year. So we'll see. It, the you know I'm seeing the comment they're saying there will be a riot if they used a first round pick on a quarterback. 
you know, the quarterback uh, factory, uh, I know that uh, Howie regrets saying that. The truth is, right now, they should be in the business of trying to be a quarterback factory. Right. Just bring them in and see what you hit on because you don't have a guy that's kind of what you uh, what you have to do. I don't think he's going to repeat that. Well, comment. and Tracer, Tracer makes a good about. point in the comments that, like, if anyone is positioned to do it, it's Howie Roseman, who has, like, ironclad job security, right? Like, it's not like making this pick would necessarily put him on the clock. So you would think that, yeah, that he has true. more of a uh, willingness to do it than other teams. Is there a, a, a late round or undrafted uh, free agent quarterback that you guys like? No, I haven't looked at any of them. Not like, like not that I like as like a, not as like a, a, not a, potential a good starter, backup, but, like but the, the, the guy who fit the, um, the little parameters that I had on, on um, the, uh, the, you know, the historical look was, was Brock Purdy. The I was about to say Brock Purdy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brock Purdy jumps to me as as like a Chase Daniel type, and one nugget that I'll throw in there is is that if there's any college program that Nick yes. Sirianni has the closest connection to, yes. it's Iowa State, uh, where Matt Campbell, former college teammate, Tom Manning, former teammate and former assistant coach, uh, DK McDonald on the Eagles staff is a former Iowa State coach. So for a handful of these prospects, whether it's Brees Hall, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Charlie Kolar. Uh, I I would pay attention to Eagles' connections with that Iowa State program. I'm with you. All right. Uh, will the Eagles draft a specialist over the course of draft weekend, yes or no? I can go first this time. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got 35 on yes, 65 on no. Let me see what I have here. I'm going to say uh, 90 on no, 10 on yes. I, have, I think PR plays a role in that as well. I have 35 on mean? yes, 65 oh. on no. I don't think they want to come oh. out and do a press conference and explain yeah. why they just drafted a punter or a field goal. Uh, field goal. I'm hoping they draft a punter so we can have uh, we can have our friends at Puntalytics on to uh, give us the scouting report on on the guy. We would need that. I would need that. All right. Uh, the first pick that the Eagles make will it be a wide receiver, oh. a defensive lineman? A member of the secondary, or an other. The All first right, so pick. defensive lineman. You're giving me edge and uh, tackle. Tackle. Correct. Yeah. What? What? Wait. What was it? Wide receiver, defensive line, secondary, or other? Yes. And this is the first pick that they the make. First pick the that they make. Ooh. Okay. I'll jump in here. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm going. Uh, thirty. Thirty. Ten. I'm Nothing sorry. Thirty. On other? No. No. Thirty. 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 Ten. Oh. Yes. Okay. 30, 30, Interesting. 30. Okay. I go uh, 20 wide receiver, 30 defensive line, 40 secondary, 10 other. 40 secondary. Oh, wow. In- Interessante Samuel right there. Aptly. Yeah, I don't, lo- I don't feel great about that. But Okay. Um, that's my Stingley Hamilton trade-up. All right. I kind of feel like I want to go most on wide receiver, so let me give that a uh, 35. Defensive line. You know, some of these, I like some of these edge guys in the second round. Again, I'm repeating myself uh, over some of the uh, first round options. So maybe I'll go secondary, 35, DL, 20. What does that leave me with? 70, 20, and then other 10. I I hate that. That was terrible. What was your wide receiver? Uh, 35. Oh, so 35, 35, 20, 10. 
Okay. Yeah, garbanzo beans. All right, the same uh, disparity for the second pick that the Eagles make. Wide receiver, defensive line, secondary other. I'll go first this time uh, as we spread it around. I have 30 each on wide receiver and defensive line, 25 on secondary, 15 on other. Yeah, so I, I'm like I'm like confused about how I'm supposed to make yeah, this different. Or tough. how or why I would make this different. That's what I was about one. to say. I, I don't feel there dramatically is different something. about this. Yeah. yeah, so to me, 30-30, 30-10. Okay. I'll just go with the same, yeah. Oh, you're going with the same? You're same as well. Yeah. Okay. As much as I hated it the first time and had an opportunity to change it, I chose not to. All right, three more to go. Uh, how many more future picks, but only for 2023, will the Eagles acquire over the course of draft weekend? Zero, one, or more than, or two or more? Uh, 2023 yeah, so, draft picks that they will acquire over the course of the weekend. So I, I, I have 60 on one, 10 on zero, 30 on two or more. Okay. I have uh, five on zero, 45 on one, and 50 on two or more. Uh, is this net? Uh, good question. That's a good I really, question. I really surprised you. It should be. Thinking about But that is not how it's written. Okay. Well, if it is, I mean, do you want to change your... Uh, uh, it, let's make it net. Let's make it net. All right. Do you want to change your... Percentage? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I just... But I, I mean, I just am trying to be pedantic. All right. Zach, do you need to change yours? Or no, not? I'm... I'm good. Sticking as it is. All right. I will go with uh, 55 on one, 22 on zero, (laughs) and uh, 23 on two or more. Okay. Jim is asking, am I making these up as I go? Yes. Uh, And this, I can't even blame this on Bo because he actually sent these to us yesterday. You know, just you got to prioritize. There is one question at the end that I did not send to you guys. Um, uh, Next up, we have two left. Will there be, over the course of uh, the weekend, more picks on offense, more picks on defense, or a push? I have 60 on defense, 30 on offense, 10 on push. Oh. I, I will down. go. I forgot to put push in a column. You have 60 defense? Okay. I will go uh, 60 offense, 40 defense. Ooh, nothing on push. We push it to the limit. Uh, I'm going to go 15 on a push. To, uh, what? Fi- 50 on defense 15 on and push? 35 on offense. Uh, all right, last question. All right, thankfully. Last question. Over the course of draft weekend, will at any point there be an image on either ESPN or NFL Network of Tom Donahoe in the Eagles draft room. Oh, baby. Please give us some something like that. Yes Top no. draft moment since I've been covering the NFL. Uh, so exciting. He just has to be seen in the room. All right. So going 50-50. I was too excited. I missed even what the question was. Over the course it, of draft weekend, will Tom Donahoe be seen in the Eagles draft room on TV? Either network. Either network. At any time, okay. Wait, but if what if it's they're doing a flashback to last year? Doesn't count. Has to be from Man, 2022. Follow up questions. Yeah, you are. I'm. I'm glad that you're clarifying. 2022. Yeah, I said 50 50, but I can amend it because no one else has has gone yet. Yeah, I'm going 90 10. Yes. Okay. 90 10. Yes. Yes. 
I'm going okay. 70-30, yes. Like he's 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 going to be in there. The only reason he 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 wouldn't be seen on TV <laughs> is if he purposefully avoids the cameras. <laughs> right? Because but I I I don't know like Tom well at all. <laughs> or, but, uh, or if but, he just like hides under a table because he's so disgusted. <laughs> they picked. He can't stand the thought he's of He's lighting the room on fire. <laughs> but I, they take I gotta, Devontae Wyatt. I gotta he imagine on, on draft weekend he's he's not worried about the TV coverage. So uh, all right, I'll zag here. I will say uh, <laughs> sixty-five no, thirty-five yes. Wow. Okay. This could yeah. be the this could be the uh, question that swings it. All right, there we go. All right, uh, that'll do it for Turkeys to the Kingdom. Uh, check out Dennis's Twitter for the uh, full rundown of those uh, turkey wagers. And we'll be back on the other side to do, do a little stork ranking of the Eagles second round options. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilkapati, and Marissa Dunn. We are turning our sights now to the second round of the draft for the Eagles. We have come up with what we figured was the 25 most likely players to be drafted by the Eagles in the second round. And the three of us went through and blindly ranked them from 1 to 25 to come up with a uh, an aggregate list. And now we're going to sort of talk it through and, and maybe move guys around. This is sort of a... You know, no, an we exercise can't move of them around for the athletic piece. I think we can. I think this is live. I think. Oh, I think. No, no, no. Those are the. We need to go in blind with the rankings. Those are the rankings. No, no, no. See, I think they... this whole process is meant to to simulate what it might be like to set a board where we each oh, come I in with disagree. our rankings. Let's talk it through a little bit, and maybe I there totally is some wiggle disagree. room. I actually I think like... what's going to make the piece good is is the difference of opinions. So yeah, if we no, start I to think... have more uniform opinions, yeah. it won't be as good a piece. No, no. Okay. The, the purpose of the piece is everyone goes in blind. Here are your guys. Here's where we disagree. Here's what it is. Now, in the write-ups, we can explain, all right, somebody changed their mind after. But the rankings, I mean, that was the whole point of doing the rankings blindly. Yeah, I mean, I CV, agree. We're two versus one on him here, right? Mm-hmm. What's Marissa so. think? Marissa's the, Mar- I say Marissa's the boss, so whatever uh, she does. But then Marissa could. I even, can't decide. Know. I can't choose between yeah. you three. Come on, no. that's like unfair. No. Well, I, I guess if, 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 you, if you want to do it that way, and then in, in the piece you can at least acknowledge that you would be willing to uh, to, to move people around. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be dogmatic if we're setting up a board. If this if is, if you had a strong change of opinion, uh, you can do the write up for that person and say, like I, I you know, Karloftis. I said I was probably too low on uh, Karloftis in the write up uh, for the first one. So we can do that, but the rankings are the rankings. All right, there there are uh, like three or four players on whom we agree. Three of them are at the bottom, but the the one that we seem to agree on uh, liking is at the top of this board uh, by a, a fairly significant margin. 
is Georgia safety Lewis Seen. I have him as my number one. You guys both have him as your number twos. You feel you feel good about Lewis Seen? Yeah, so I'll I'll jump in here. I I sent the text the other day, a, a little flex here to you guys, saying should we have him in our first round rankings, right? Because I think he's closer to that discussion for the Eagles in the second round. I think he's a good player. Uh, I I said it to uh, on on the pod the other day uh, to, to Deontay where I see someone who played the best defense in college football, who was uh, maybe the best player on the field in the national championship game, won the MVP or the defensive MVP that game, and was productive, hard hitter. Then he tests the way he did. Uh, to me, I, I think this is someone who, who deserves more shine. So I would think closer to the late first round than in that, that 51 range, but do like the player. Yeah, I would say, yeah, if you trade back in the first round and take him, I think that would be a nice option. I mean, I thought I'd like Dax Hill a lot, and then I'm looking at Scene, and I'm like, I think I, I probably I like, like him like just him as much. Yeah, yeah, may, if not uh, more. So, um, you know, for those who are just getting a taste of the uh, of some of these prospects, safety from Georgia, like uh, ZB said, 6'2", 199, 27 starts, led that Georgia defense in tackles last year, ran 437. Tested well uh, athletically, matched up with tight ends, can lay the wood, very physical player. Um, committed, I like this from uh, Dane, committed only one penalty last year. Uh, did not miss a game in the last three seasons. Uh, lined up deep, mostly over 500 snaps last year, but can do uh, a little bit of everything. So yeah, he had a lot of stuff that I liked, uh, you know, not the same player as Dax Hill, certainly, but a lot of the things I liked about Hill, uh, I liked about scene. And I think he would be a great, uh, great addition. I did consider going with him uh, at number one, but I really wanted to mix it up and do something crazy, which we'll get to. Yeah, you did do something crazy. I ran a four, <laughs> three, seven and uh, is a touch old for a junior, but, but he's fine. Uh, okay. Number two, now I just want to preface this by saying, like I said, I don't know how you guys did this, but I set up my board less of like the a ranking of the best prospects 1 to 25 and more about how they would fit on, on the Eagles and, and like positional value wise. It's not just a straight ranking of the prospect. Yeah, I took positional value into account. Uh, in terms of Eagles scheme fit, I still don't really know what they want to do. Uh, so. Uh, I probably didn't go overboard with that. Okay, but. that's fair. All right. I uh, actually focused less on positional value on on day two, like day you know day one because of it being a premium pick. I'm focused on premium positions. When you get to day two, just give me the best players. I feel like. Okay. Uh, number two then is uh, the the player who Zach ranked as his number one player. Shield had at number four. I had at number seven, and that is Florida cornerback Kair Elam. Yeah, this is someone else who I, I wanted in the day one category. I I think he could be in, in conversation ahead of Andrew Booth. I mean, he is he has every tool you want in terms of height, weight, speed. Reminds me actually of our conversation that we had on the podcast last year about Tyson Campbell. I was higher on Tyson Campbell than you guys were. This is a, a similar situation. I, I think he's that type of player. He's he, he's 20 turning 21 or, or or maybe already 21. He's a younger guy. 21 in May, yeah. yeah. NFL pedigree. Uh, he he was a, a Jason day Elam's one. father. Is his no, father. no, Abraham Elam is his <laughs> uncle or father. He's he's related to him. Uh, was a day one contributor at at Florida. I I feel like he has every tool to be near top of the league cornerback. Uh, if if they can somehow get him in round two, I think he's a day one starter for you. A lot of Jason penalties. Elam. 
Jason Elam, like a uh, OG fantasy kicker. Like when mm. you were first doing, at least when I was first doing fantasy. Always get those Denver fantastic. kickers. Get those. Get that extra. All right, um, go ahead. High points. Uh, I don't. I don't. Down? I don't. Uh, I don't have anything like too bad to say about uh, Elam. I just I like the idea of adding an impact linebacker a little bit more than a, than a corner for the Eagles in the second round. Really? I do. You let, wow, that's surprising. Yeah, this All is a result. linebacker over corner. This is a result of the studies. Uh, of the studies. Yeah, okay. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm overrating it, uh, and I probably am, but. Like the 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 possibility of hitting like an All Pro or a or Pro Bowl level player is so much different for the the second round for linebacker than than it is for corner. Now corner is actually is actually a fairly good bet in the second round too. Um, but I like for this deep like like for the Eagles moving forward. I think it would be nice to sort of solve that position. Yeah, really I like a day two linebacker group too. Yes, I like Elam. Uh, you know, uh, Dane compared him to Carlton Davis, who was a very fun uh, fun cornerback. Uh, finished second behind only Sauce Gardner in yards per coverage snap last year. Played a lot of man coverage uh, as well last year. You know, has the size, speed. It seems like he has the temperament. Uh, so I like a lot about uh, Elam. I think he would be an excellent uh, day two pick. Okay. He uh, was one of the guys where I, yeah, I was going, wait, are we, are we sure Trent McDuffie is better than, I agree uh, with better that. prospect than Kair Elam? So that was uh, to, to speak to what I was saying earlier. I agree with that. All right. Uh, next up at number three, we have uh, a player we've talked a little bit about, Georgia wide receiver George Pickens. Sheil is the highest on him, has him all the way up at number three. I guess that's where he, he ends up for us. Zach has him at number five. I'm the low man at number eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, as I was going through and watching like these Day two wide receivers, like it wasn't even close between him and everybody else. Now, Bo, you can give us the the bucket stuff later. I think, you know, this is why if you were in an actual draft room and having these conversations, I would need someone to calm me down a little bit because he's really exciting. Six foot three, uh, 195. Just, I mean, Ben Fennel put out this clip of uh, Pickens. I don't know if you guys have seen this where he just delivered, like when, when cornerbacks are pressing him, he just delivers this like two-hand jab. And he knocked over, over the, yeah. like three different cornerbacks. He knocked them to the ground. I was like, oh my God, this guy is a monster. And that's just how he plays. I mean, he got into what? Uh, he punched somebody as a freshman and got ejected. You know, I'm going to be in on Had that. coming, yep. You know, yeah, somebody who's doing, he sprayed a water bottle uh, at somebody, right? Like, Please. I mean, this guy just checks all my personal boxes here in terms of what I'm looking for. I mean, he's a monster physically. Uh, the production, again, Bo, you can speak to that. It probably wasn't as high as you would like. He tore his ACL in the spring, so we only played 63 snaps last year. But, man, you watch, like, his best plays or him pre-injury in 2020, and, like, I think the NFL matchup show had him as their top wide receiver, I believe. And I was like, all right, well, that seems a little bit crazy. But then I was like, all right, that does not seem crazy to me. I wouldn't go that far, but I do think I would probably – if you felt good about like the knee, man, after maybe Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson, I, I could certainly put him right there uh, above the other guys. Yeah, so I'll I'll jump in. He if he's the type of player who if if he was on the Eagles team, anyone who came to training camp or anyone who who watched a preseason game would fall in love with him, right? Like he is he's the Eagles fan dream. He is your prototypical X receiver. Uh, has all the tools you can look for and. It, you, you just need to reconcile the production uh, and uh, part of it was injury. But even before that wasn't 
a prolific producer. I've I've gotten on that Georgia offense before. I shouldn't. They won the national title, but I I, I just feel like they're they have more talent than they show on the field. And, and Pickens is a great example of that. If if we had a conversation after or during the draft last year, right? So before the spring game, and 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 you said to me, "Who's your top receiver for next year's class?" I would probably say George Pickens. Uh, because like he's, he's who's your top receiver for next year's class? Well, I would obviously say Jackson Smith Najaba would be up there, but, um, uh, I, I'm horrible with this pronunciation Bowie on LSU B O U E E or, or or B O U U E. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be up there too. So those would be my top two going into it. Yeah, I like Pickens. I, I like the the upside swing makes sense to me. Um, he doesn't have the production, but but there are reasons to explain that. Obviously, because of the ACL, uh, he's in the he's in a, a not great bucket because of that. But um, I, I sort of get that he's got like there's a weird disparity in uh, his arm and hand measurements from the uh, combine to the pro day on on the. I beast. saw that on a few guys. Yeah, their arms grew in him. It's like his hand is almost an, a, a full uh, inch different, and his oh. arms, yeah, uh, okay. went down. But he has relatively small hands. I don't know. I I, I think he would be uh, a very fun pick in the second round. I have, I have. He is a high ceiling. Like, yeah, you might be yes. landing a legitimate superstar. I mean, I think he's, he's the guy most likely to be like the DK Metcalf. From this draft, where it's yeah, like, it's how did how did he not go sooner? Yeah. Now we're not going through all twenty five guys, are we? I mean, we want I guess we don't to read have to. the piece. Yeah. On. I, I would go through the ones we really uh, one of us had a strong opinion on, and the others disagreed type thing. You know, if we but, agreed on people, we don't have to go through. Okay, them. fair enough. Uh, you uh, you were not as high. My number two player is the guy who's my favorite player in the draft. My my senior bowl crush, Oklahoma defensive tackle Perion Winfrey. I had him at two. Zach had him at four. You had him down at twelve. Well, tell yeah, tell everybody why do you love Perion Winfrey? I mean, I lo- I thought I liked Perion Winfrey. Then I saw you guys, and I love thought, him. man. Okay. And I think he's I think I think he's uh, I think he's a good fit. He's he provides something a little bit different than uh, than Milton Williams. He's got these long arms. He was just he was dominant at this. Like I, it was hard for me to remember someone as dominant as him at the Senior Bowl. Followed it up at the Senior Bowl game. Maybe I'm overrating that, but um, he was productive. You know, five and a half sacks as a defensive tackle is pretty good. And uh, I just I like the guy. Let the, I'm, I'm letting the heart lead that one. Yeah, I, I like again. I like. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I went through this going. I do. I really like Perion uh, Winfrey, six foot four, two ninety, uh, tested well. Over forty percent of his tackles last year occurred in the backfield. Per Dane Brugler, I believe highest of any player uh, in the country. So I definitely like that. I was looking at some of his uh, pressure rate statistics, and they were all uh, very good. And so, yeah, I think he would be a fine pick in the second round. Uh, sell me Sheil on, well, both of you guys, you get Sheil. to my guy. Let, we, All right, let's let's get, go to your guy. Let's talk go to about guy. my guy. I have him I down get... at, I have him down at 15. Oh, Zach has him at number you. nine. You have your, your number one option, oh. a different <laughs> Oklahoma player, Nick Bonita. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm going to get tweets about this guy? For you and Jeremiah, by the way, Jeremiah loves him or, as well. You'd rather have you... Nick Bonito than Lewis seen. You'd rather have him than Quay Walker. You're going to be bringing him up to me for years to come. I like Benito too, and I, I thought I, I thought that was a relatively bullish uh, number 15 for me. I mean, I was wondering, well, what am I missing about a Nick Benito? I mean, uh, six foot three, two forty eight, fifteen sacks, twenty five and a half tackles for loss the last two seasons. His uh, 
This is per Dane, I believe. His 28.9% pass rush win rate was first in all of college football last year. He ran a 4.54. He was uh, 76th percentile in the three cone. He ranked first in quick pressure rate, second in true pressure rate. I mean, the comps I'm seeing, you know, it's it really comes down to the comps, okay? So Daniel Jeremiah compares him to Cliff Averill, who, of course, I, I covered and enjoyed covering uh, in Seattle, who was just the beast of a pass rusher in his prime, one of the most underrated uh, defensive ends in the NFL. And then Ben Fennel comes over the top and says, if you're looking for a Brian Burns-ish prospect in this year's class, wow. it's Nick Benito. So, I mean, you're going to give me those two, and then you're going to give me all this other stuff. I mean, he's so athletic. Like, he can spy. He can be off the ball spying the quarterback for you if you're facing one of these mobile guys. If you want him to just line up on the edge and rush the quarterback, he can do that. You know, I like the bendy. Uh, I think we talked about this with Karloftis. I like the more, you know, bendy edge rushers. Yeah. Uh, what did Joe, Joe Douglas love? The ankle flexion, right, with Derek Barnett. Uh, so, he fit. he's just my type. And I'm having a hard time figuring out why these other edge guys are ahead of him and why he's not higher on most people's boards. I mean, I don't know what the knock is against the Nick Benito. I like him too. You know, there's there's a school of thought that uh, maybe he's he's almost an exclusively stand up guy, right? That uh, that he's not a, a hand in the ground four three guy. And I don't have a problem with that, right? But 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 that could limit the type of teams that are looking for you. Uh, for you know, I, he can get to the quarterback. That's that's the bottom line. And a tremendous athlete. I, I think Dane had this in there, but he was a great high school basketball player uh, coming out of high school. Uh, you know, he was he was recruited, I I believe, by Wake Forest. So um, shows you the type of prospect he was. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, now we have a uh, we have a, a listener who's uh, a little birdie who is close to the Oklahoma program. Uh-oh. And was, uh oh, was texting me bad. about some of these guys. Texting he's, you, he's messaging some, or texting? Texting. He was he's he's got some uh, Benito text takes relationship. Here. Is Says, this somebody you've uh, met before? Su- no, uh, super quiet, reserved, and works his tail off. His first season in Norman, his body and strength was so far from where it needed to be. The defensive coordinator got mad and just had him lifting weights during practice with a GA so he didn't go to the field at all, was totally alone. Uh, He leaned into it, leaned into it, and became an awesome player. Has a pretty obvious ceiling because of size and struggled with high-level tackles, but I would assume he will stick in the NFL because of who he is as a person. I would be pretty surprised if he's a starter for multiple years, strikes me as a rotation guy, but his best chance will be as a 3-4 outside linebacker. Yeesh, I don't like that description. But he also says his sack numbers would have been even better but they used him in coverage a bunch this year out of need, and he rotated on the edge a lot. Listen, you got to – this is like, – what did Dane say? It's an opinion business. Yeah. You throw out these takes. You get crushed for it for years That's to good. come. You can, you can I was be, watching you can, the clips. You can be the Benito guy. Yeah. I like Benito. Benito. I mean, when I had to my first Spanish class, you had to pick a Spanish name, and I went with Benito because of Benito Santiago. I thought you were going to say Mussolini. It's not exactly the same, but uh, Bonito <laughs> is uh, Bonita. There you go. To me. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, Zach is uh, gone. So Zach uh, left. He just thought okay. that was a ridiculous take, and he couldn't stand it. You can yeah. tell me why you are not so high on Logan Hall, who you have at thirteen. I have at three. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not high on uh, Logan Hall. I just I, I feel like the NFL falls in love with the Logan Hall type guy year in and year out. This might be from my experience covering a Malik McDowell uh, in Seattle, but when they see the six six guy who can line up inside for some interior pass rush. 
they may overrate how good of a player he is because of the profile, if that makes sense. But I, I, yeah, again, this was another guy who I wasn't, I mean, we'll get to, we can get to some guys at the end who I was not high on, but yeah. uh, I thought Logan Hall was a good prospect. I mean, compared to, I saw comps to Marcus Davenport, to Quinton Jefferson, uh, 6'6", 283, six and a half sacks last year. Very good athletically. The, you know, running the three cone were both very good, lined up all over the place. So, uh, no, I liked a Logan Hall. I think, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, it would be another, I wouldn't, yeah, I would be fine with him as a day two. I think the first, like, like 15 guys in my rankings here, I think would be, would all be like, you know, nice job, good pick. Okay. It sort of feels like. Yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, Ebikiti, uh, because I want to give you a chance to talk about your Penn State guys. Uh, you have him at six, Zach has him at seven, I have him at 12. And and I actually kind of wish that I also had Benito ahead of Ebikiti because I feel like there's a higher ceiling there. Ebikiti is to me a little bit of uh, I don't like a, I don't like a raw prospect who's also old. Ageist. Well, uh, yeah. Can you can you explain? I feel like I make you do but this every Ziggy year. But is, can you explain a... your age thing? Because I do think you need to do this every year. What's to explain? Know. I mean, uh, I mean, because there's a lot. To it's not just so. I mean, yeah. first of all. History tells us that you are less likely to become a, a Pro Bowl or uh, if you are going to be 24 years old or older during your rookie season. That's just it doesn't happen as much. And it makes sense because you're talking about like evaluating guys play like there's a big difference in the bodies, especially for like uh, like defensive linemen. Um, we're going up against guys who are 20 years old if you're 24 years old. Um, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like it's sort of intuitive no. Yeah, I mean, I would okay, prefer yeah. the younger guy, but I think yeah. it's a how much. It doesn't you, always work how out. How much are you waiting it? You know. Yeah, of course. It's not a. It's not a be all end all thing. I had and some. And is twenty three older... a big deal? Is only like I, I definitely agree with you with the extreme when I say yeah. you know. Uh, Kenny Watkins, like a twenty two and a half is twenty three. Are you? No, I don't think younger guys? is no. always better. I just okay. think it's part of the evaluation. Like it's it's a it's a data point, just like their three con time is. Yeah, it's probably going to be more predictive if a guy is tearing it up at twenty one, right? Against you know, than if it is that he right, which is why I'd much rather have George Pickens than Christian Watson. Like you know, okay. yeah, uh, like the O tackle from uh, Central Michigan, Bernard Raymond. Yeah, he's hard he's like. 24, 25 years old, right? So yes. I, I know he's from Austria and started late, but still, yeah, there's free agents younger than him. Yeah. Uh, Ebiketti, I don't know the pronunciation. I think Ebiketti. In front of me. Uh, you know, six foot two, 250, 34 inch arms is a top five athlete in terms of uh, edge rushers in this class. He transferred from uh, Temple. Ebiketti, sorry. Ebiketti, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I agree with you on the low production thing. I mean, he had nine and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss last year. And the previous year, it was only six games and he had four sacks and eight and yeah. a half tackles for loss and three forced fumbles. So I think he really came on strong in 2020 and then built on that in uh, 2021. Uh, played over, played 62 snaps per game last year per Dane, which if you look at that compared to a lot of these guys, you know, that's, that's pretty uh, unusual. So Dane was saying that spoke well to his kind of conditioning. His rate stats were both top 10 quick pressure rate, uh, true pressure rate. And uh, I saw Ben Fennel compared him to Shaq Barrett, who is another uh, kind of favorite uh, fits my, uh, what I like out of an edge rusher in the NFL. And so I just thought he had a lot of things that you would look for in a good prospect. You know, I, I wrote the same, same thing down as you 23 years old. And so uh, I had Benito uh, Santiago ahead of him, but uh, I thought he 
seemed like a pretty good prospect. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I just I mean, you guys are way lower on him that Dane had him as his twenty-eighth overall player. Jeremiah had him as his thirty-sixth overall player. So I think the best selling point is that he's from the same him. hometown as Joel Embiid. Let's get that uh oh, good let's one. get that bromance going in Philadelphia. I like that. All right, let's take a little I break. I also like an Arnold, I will say. Interesting. Underrated Schwarzenegger. Game. Hey Arnold. Okay. Uh let's take a little break and then uh finish this up uh, on the other side. All right, back on Burns with Friends. Uh, Zach, why do you hate Kyler Gordon, the Washington cornerback? <laughs> I don't hate Kyler Gordon, the Washington cornerback. Why is it personal? I, you haven't met 19, Zach. Uh, Sheila and I haven't met nine. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I, I just thought you know we were ranking 25 players. There's a, there's a big glut <laughs> there. And there's some guys that I, I like more than him. Right. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's, he's fine. Didn't, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but didn't test, uh, as, as well as I expected him to test. And he's, he's know. a little bit raw, right? He, yeah. Not a ton of experience. They say instincts aren't super great. And he's also a touch older for a redshirt sophomore, but yeah, but no, I, I don't, I don't dislike him. I just, I think there's, a, I think there's a big gulf between Elam and Gordon. Okay. Oh, and and I I think I had McCreary above him. I I, I like McCreary more than uh, you guys did. Mm. I I think I I thought yeah. McCreary. You have him at fifteen. I have him at seventeen. Shields got him okay. at twenty. Yeah, I mean yeah, the arms I, I are just McCreary's... so short. But I, I I mean he's a good player. Well, that's a relative uh, term. But um, yeah, no, I I mean I I think I think Roger McCreary it like is just a tough solid corner. I I actually if I can give you the corner to watch out for for the Eagles, uh maybe in round three or so, or round three, or round four, this will be my mock draft next week, is Damari Mathis from Pittsburgh. Mm, I love a pit uh, guy. Yeah, and just, like, the way he plays, um, can 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 play zone, physical, uh, can run. I think Damari Mathis would be a how do you feel about a, How do you feel about a Jalen Armour Davis? A Jalen Armour Davis? I, I don't feel as strongly about it. As, <laughs> as, 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 I, I feel nothing. Okay. <laughs> I kind of like him. All right. Uh, you guys are both much lower on Chad Muma than I am. I have him at five. Sheil has him at 15. Zach has him all the way down at 18. You guys have him below uh, the other linebackers by a significant margin. Why is that? Well, why don't we talk about this linebacker group as a whole? Because okay. I mean, some of the it was hard for me to uh, separate some of these guys. It looks like, Bo, you liked Quay Walker. Uh, I mean, quite a bit more than both. Zach and I did. Well, uh, I went, looked- I went, I went Quay, uh, Muma, Christian Harris from Alabama, four, five, six on my rankings. I think all okay. three of those guys would all be, right, so would give be us good your fits. Okay. Well, it's hard for me to, to like linebackers, especially. I mean, yeah. like I'm not getting the all 22. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. trusting uh, sources more than I am at other positions, uh, like people whose opinions I trust, but they all fit. They all fit like the uh, the prerequisites I would look for, and I think if the Eagles can get a linebacker with real Pro Bowl upside in the second round, I just I, I just think that's a good a good fit for them in this stage of their uh, life cycle right now. Yeah, I thought Harris was the guy who who uh, popped a little bit for me. Uh, Christian Harris, uh, six foot two twenty six, forty starts. At Alabama, I mean, he was starting for Nick Saban as a freshman, which I think is probably a uh, good sign, whether it's to work ethic, leadership, smarts, whatever. Uh, ran a 4-4-4. He, he was a top five in athletic testing in this year's class. 
He was a high school defensive back. Uh, it seems like he can really cover well. I thought that's what might give him a little bit of an edge. I think he's athletic enough to spy the mobile quarterbacks, which I think is something you have to keep uh, an eye on with linebackers now. You know who who can do that on your team. He can rush the passer as well. So I, I kind of liked Christian Harris a little bit uh, the most out of that group. Now Quay Walker was certainly interesting to me because. Uh, he kind of fits, you know, if you're looking for the length. I, I don't know, if, was Deontay talking about that with you guys or was it on another podcast that, you know, those are some of the guys you're looking for the longer, the different body types now with the off-ball linebackers. He kind of looks more like maybe a uh, Devontae Campbell than some of these other guys. I didn't like no forced fumbles or no, no interceptions in his entire college career. I mean, that's probably too much box score scouting, but uh, I do like a playmaker at, uh, at linebacker, but uh, I thought he was uh, certainly a good prospect uh, as well. He, he also is a very good athlete. Uh, I think, you know, you don't have to be like a great athlete at like instincts probably matter more at uh, linebacker. Right. Then the athleticism at the same time, I do like the idea of building a team of athletes for when things don't go well, you know, you have an edge because you have the faster guy or the stronger guy or whatever. Uh, Muma seemed also seems like a good prospect. I mean, he gets praised for his football IQ and uh, competitiveness. He, he only ran a four, six, three, uh, but I think he passed most of the athletic uh, testing numbers yeah. you would look for. So uh, I just thought, you know, whether it's level of competition or not quite as athletic, I probably got roped in there to the other guys. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. You could talk me into any of those guys. Yeah, I, I like Christian Harris quite a bit as well. Uh, Quay Walker just just has has more of the physical profile, but Christian Harris in in, in terms of the production at, or the experience at Alabama, I should say, um, and 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 the ability to play in space, you you like that. I said I, I like this group of day two linebackers. The one who we didn't discuss here, who I uh, who kind of jumps out to me is uh, Brian Asamoah at Oklahoma. Um, I think he kind of fits the style of of what the Eagles would like. He can be a potential Kaiser White replacement. I feel like uh, Channing Tindall is sort of like an Eagles. Like he's like um, he's Davion like Davion from a better program. He is Davion Taylor, who's played football before. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and like there's a reason why he didn't too. play because you know the, the three guys in front of right. him are yeah you know, higher picks. Yeah. What yeah, that's say, tough Sean? though when a guy's never had a. Yeah. Never, I mean, he played, but yeah, never started a game uh, in college. Yeah, I kind of had the same thought looking at him like, all right, you know, great athlete, questioning, you know, kind of like, a, you know, gets that when he when he guesses right or when he, you know, is there, he's impressive, but might not always be there. Uh, I don't know. I was getting some Davion Taylor vibes. That could be totally unfair. All right, a few zero, more guys. No, you know what I saw with Tyndall? I mean, zero career pass breakups or interceptions. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, the Georgia right. Well, it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. he was off. I mean, I when he was every a, guy on the Georgia team, <laughs> right. they just have so many guys. You can't really break up a pass. I mean, when he was on the field, possible. he was moving forward, which is like that. You can sell yourself into thinking a guy with like great testing results is going to be a good help in pass coverage, but like he's never done it before. Right. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't like a Tyndall compared to the other guys. All right. A few more guys to get through Zach. Uh, you are all about David Ojabo. You've got him at three. Yeah. Uh, whereas Sheila and I have him at 18 and 20 respectively. You like, yeah. you like taking that gamble. I do. And look, I, I, I know you're scared off by the Sidney Jones experience and that's a tough injury to recover from. Um, you know, I, 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 
asked Daniel Jeremiah a question about evaluating the injured players yesterday, and Jeremiah said, no, there was like 150 <laughs> people on the call. Yeah, but um, you asked him the question, and he answered. Uh, no, Jeremiah said that you know if if he was Ojabo's agent, which happens to be Bryce Traggs, former Eagles uh, wide receiver. That, really? Yeah, wow, that, nice nugget there. How are you doing? That, did, have you written a story about this? Uh, no. No, I like not. that's um, right down your alley. Now you um, look like you have no interest yeah. in writing a story. So, but but that 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 he would be sending teams videos of of Cam Akers in the playoffs to show you can recover from this injury. Uh, th- the reason I have a job on that high is is because didn't Cam uh, Akers suck in the playoffs? Or am I forgetting something? But he was back. That was the point. <laughs> okay, well, so David Ojabo will be back. He's going to suck. <laughs> I'm back though. today. I'm a disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, he's, he's, uh, he's a first round talent and he, if, if it hits like it hits in a big, big way, that's the thing. I mean, he had what 11 sacks last year at Michigan, um, is, is raw to begin with, right. Uh, great athleticism and great frame. And, and to me, it's, it's a tough gamble to take in the first round it doesn't set you back at 51. And if you can get a player who, if you had him as, as one of the top 20 players on your board uh, on March 1st, and you can get that guy at, at, at 51, I would do it. Um, so I, I and look, I, I would obviously, uh, I, I would defer to my medical staff, my training staff in terms of, of what they say. But from a football perspective, I like it. And I don't think Sidney Jones's problem, by the way, was that he couldn't get the Achilles back. Now, he had some hamstring issues, and you could say that was connected to the Achilles. But I think I think confidence-wise, that was an issue. And what, it's it's six years later, and he's he's still in the NFL, right? He's He, he got a, another contract this year. That's what we're going so, on? That's what we're selling no, so, for? So my, yeah, my point there, is, is that he can come back. You know back. what? There is something to be said for stay, sticking in the league for six years. I don't think that's well, crazy. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, so does it make so it a good I, pick? No, no. So uh, I think he's arguing that he can I mean, get Kenyon Barner still in the league. My yeah, my TC, my man. Actually, he's won the most. I, I saw a stat. He's won yeah. the most Super Bowls of anyone in the NFL over the past like what three years five or whatever years, it is. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I I think it's a where did you see that? I saw that too. Who, who yeah. is tweeting about yeah. Kenyon Barner's Super Bowl rings? What is this account that I need to follow? <laughs> Kenyon Barner facts? I actually think <laughs> I I think I think the NFL put that out. What? Yeah, the, what? the NFL's <laughs> official account. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look oh it up. Oh my gosh, I gotta go yeah. looking for that. My, I mean, my thing, I, I don't uh, necessarily disagree with everything you're saying about Ajabo, but I do think if I were a GM, I would have like a list of like, you know, uh, let let other teams win this lottery ticket pl- type players. And it's just like an Achilles injury is very serious. I mean, uh, it's better in the last five years than like before that. I mean, this was an injury that was like, you know, career altering for almost everyone. And it has changed. I get that for sure. But I'm especially in this second round and I'm seeing all the other options you have. uh, I just would not want to take on that risk. I mean, he had played 26 snaps before last year. So you're going off of one year. He's not a, he's not a sure thing anyway. 
Right. I agree with you. You know, I, I like the player. Absolutely. If he were healthy, I would be saying he would probably be a fine pick for the Eagles in the first round. But an Achilles uh, during his pro day. So you're missing all of next year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, it's, you know, it's a grueling recovery period. And there's no sure thing after that. I just wouldn't want to take on that type of risk when I'm seeing these other edge rushers we're looking at, these other defensive players we're looking at. Uh, you know, I think there are guys with up, upside that I would rather say, let's just, uh, you know, listen, hopefully he gets healthy and he's a pro bowler and has a great career. We'll let somebody else capitalize on that and we won't take on the risk. Third round, fine. I just, yeah, second round, I, I, it's, it's too rich for me. By the way, though, like just just, uh, you know, for I don't know if, if, if this should matter, but to to Bo's um, age point is that if if he red shirts this year, which we, we, we probably expect him to be and he comes back next year, he's I think he, he'd be younger than Abeke is going into this season. Right. OK, good okay. point. Right? But, he's like, got, yeah. but he's only going to play for three years of his contract. Yeah, but if he's if he's good, you're gonna give him a big extension anyways. So okay, uh, Sheila, you love Travis Jones, the Connecticut defensive tackle. I like him, what? but but why don't yeah, you this... guys like Travis Jones? That was because my I I read your rules and it talked about guys who are mm. run stopping defensive tackles, and he's a run stopping defensive tackle. Uh, the I knock on him is that he can't get to the quarterback. Hold on, hold on. Throwing his words that... right back in his <laughs> no. face. First of all, that yes. applied uh, to the first round <laughs> picks, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, at some point, you got to get other picks. Of players. However, uh, I'm looking at. Uh, I'll throw some numbers out. He had some. Uh, he had some sack production. Uh, first in true pressure rate among defensive tackles last year. Third in quick pressure rate uh, among defensive tackles. Film grinders are telling me that this guy got double teamed all the time because they had garbanzo beans uh, there. And he still had, you know, eight and a half sacks uh, yeah. during his college career. It's not like he yeah, wasn't Didn't he have like anything. five and a half last year, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah, that's And one fine season was a, totally canceled for COVID. So. Yes, for a defensive tackle. Uh, above average physical testing. I mean, you know, he's sort of the, if you like a Jordan Davis, don't over, isn't he like the second round version of a Jordan Davis? Like a little yeah, poor Yeah, he doesn't have quite the, uh, the athleticism. But, but it was yeah. still very impressive, his athletic testing. I like Travis and, Jones. Yeah was uh, very high. So I think he's someone who can do different things for you and can, uh, you know, there, I think there's upside with him as a pass rusher. Okay. So we all yeah. seem pretty unimpressed with sky Moore. Yeah. I, I didn't love a sky more. Uh, what are, what do I have down here for a five, 10, one. I mean, it's just, it kind of goes to the Ajabo thing with me. Like I feel like there's enough prospects in this range that I feel good about a lot of things that I don't want to kind of take on risk um, unnecessarily there. So, I mean, he's got a fine profile. He was highly productive uh, last year, Western Michigan, right? That's Sky Moore? Yep. Yep. Okay, Western Michigan. So, you know, almost 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns, ran a 4-4-1. So I think there's plenty uh, to like about him. This was one where you're just watching like, the YouTube highlights. I mean, there wasn't, I was talking about those great film breakdowns that people yeah, do yeah, on yeah. there. Wasn't, I could not find one on sky more. So, uh, I thought he was okay. He didn't like, uh, blow me away. It wouldn't surprise. And he's also probably going to be slot only. It feels like people think for, uh, I know he didn't just do slot only in yeah. college, but it feels like people project him that way. Now, oven mitts for hands. Justin Jefferson, oven mitts for hands. So yeah, I thought he was okay. I didn't think it was like a terrible, uh, option. Yeah, I don't so think I, I would crush it. I know we're not supposed to, to scout the helmet, right? That's the expression that you hear. 
but I feel like we did this last year with Dwayne Eskridge. You know, similar type of player in in the same scheme, and um, it didn't translate necessarily to the NFL. Now, wow. it might in Seattle. But, Dwayne Eskridge uh, catching strays. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, He's like, I got to catch yeah. balls from Drew Locke. Yeah. And now <laughs> this random Eagles podcast is <laughs> just crushing me. I wonder, uh, I'm not even in this draft class. What the hell? I don't mind Sky Moore, actually. And, and and you see the toughness. I think he went to high school with Mike Tomlin's son. Is that right? Yes. Um, and you so uh, freaking sick. Well, that's in the beast. That's in the beast. That, yeah, that's I can't remember uh, every so, detail. Uh, so don't, don't you know, he, I mean, like you can see that Pittsburgh tough in him. But – there's just guys I like more. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think my last take is that the guy who this exercise changed my opinion on more, who I hadn't watched and and like didn't think that he was going to be my kind of guy, and then I watched him and I and I liked him was oh. uh, was Drake Jackson, the USC edge rusher. Oh, I'm I there like with a, you. I'm I like a Drake you. Jackson. Yeah, I'll take a Drake Jackson over a David Ajabo. Me too. What that? Oh, did you Me have too. him higher too? Okay. I had him. I had him at ten. You had him at sixteen. Uh, Zach had him at twenty-two. I like yeah, a Drake I Jackson. Little, I got a little gunshot. Yeah, he like fits the cut of his profile. gym. Yeah, twenty-one years yeah. old. He's he's one I I, sh- I should have ranked higher, uh, it, but I liked him so much going into the year at, at USC, and then like I didn't feel like he did much this year. Yeah. So that's that's probably one of those things where, unlike uh, someone else who who I I, I I can discuss who's who's not getting any love. I, are are we doing the guys I I, I like next? Uh, well, let's finish. Yeah, let's yeah. finish. Yeah. The Everybody Jackson. gets one more person to talk about. Yeah, Drake yeah, Jackson yeah, is yeah. mine. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. uh, Drake Jackson only 182 pass rush snaps last year. So that like sometimes that you know yeah. you got to uh, Aiden Hutchinson had over 400 pass rush snaps uh, last year, but some of the rate stuff was uh, pretty good with him. I think, uh, Fran Duffy tweeted out and compared him to JPP. I'm such a sucker for these comps, man. Mm. If I see somebody I respect comp them to a player I like, I'm like, Oh baby, I'm in. But I did <laughs> when, when I watched the Drake Jackson, uh, highlights, I was like, Oh yeah, I can see he look, does look like JPP. He's not quite really as good... explosive an athlete, I think. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, I liked, uh, I like Drake Jackson, uh, quite a bit and it feels like there would be some upside there also. Sure, he's he's one of those guys who, if if we did the 2022 mock a year ago, uh, he he'd be like a no doubt first round pick. Yeah. All right, Zach. All who's, right. Who's who are you trying to get to? For? Who's your who's last guy? Jumping at the bit well, there. Well, actually, no. I it's not the guy who I I, I really want to stump for, but uh, Demarvin Leal. Yeah, we we discussed mm, okay. him the other day because um, I'm higher on him than than you guys are, and I feel bad. Like, or I just I shouldn't say feel bad. I don't want to be the guy pounding the table for, for DeMarvin Leal because you watch him play and you want more. But I, I'll say what I said the other day to, to, to Deontay. He, he went to, you know, he put up numbers in the SEC, played across the line of scrimmage, like did everything you could want in that Texas A&M defense. Uh, he's your prototypical, like took plays off there and did not test particularly well. But on the field, just has every tool you could want for uh, a D tackle. I, I think that's where I would play him. Um, you know, he, as I said, he he played multiple spots. But as a prototypical D tackle, or as in like the Milton Williams role, where you're D tackle, but you can also flex outside. The player who jumps to mind when I watch him, and then this goes back a bit, is Darren Howard. He reminds me mm. a lot of, the, of ah, Darren Howard. Number Darren ninety Howard with the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but I think Leal. Now, was and, it Darren Howard or Howard Darren? It was 
uh, Darren Howard. Okay. Uh, and my last thing I'll say about about Liao is I I always tend to like guys who Liao Madrid. Dra- <laughs> if the draft is done on January fifteenth, they would go higher than if the if the draft is done on April twenty eighth or whatever. He's someone who like like they haven't played a game in three months, and he's gone from top 50 on all these experts boards to like out of the top 50 on all these experts boards. And is it the athletic testing? Is it the interviews? I, I wonder what it is, but they haven't played a game. How has he dropped so much when they haven't played a game? I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, I, for you. yeah, no, I think your case for him is uh, a good one. I, yeah, I wrote down like, don't love. That's all. Just yeah. have some, you know, yeah. questions compared to the other guys, but it's yeah. A, I, and it is I, not I a good, like the defensive tackle class is pretty, pretty barren in the middle rounds. It feels like. So maybe uh, that pushes him up. Yeah. All right. So we're just yeah. finishing out with random and, takes. Is that what we're doing? Who's your, who's your last ahead. guy you want to talk about? And then okay. the uh, last guy is, uh, is Jalen Petrie. Mm. And mm. Jalen Petrie, Dish. I yeah. would say he's someone who I can just see on the <laughs> Eagles radar. And I, it, it's not that like, I, I wanted to explain like who he is. I don't know if everybody knows. Okay. Who sorry. Safety from Baylor, unanimous <laughs> all American big 12 defensive player of the year. Uh, played in their star role at, at, at Dave Aranda's defense. Oh, I'm sorry, Ariana's defenses are awesome. You saw that going back to LSU, back to Wisconsin, and he played a, a unique role there. Um, the player who jumped to mind when I watched Jalen Petrie is Antoine Winfield. And the reason I, I say that is because I just feel like the instincts are off the charts. The toughness is off the charts. Antoine Winfield Jr.? Or I'm sorry, father. Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine okay. Winfield Jr. Yes, so I apologize. I mean, if Antoine we're going Winfield Darren Jr. Howard, we might be yeah. going yeah. the original. Yeah. yeah, no, the safety Antoine Winfield. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. I think that he doesn't have the athletic profile that that you're looking for in a safety, but man, can he play? Fran Duffy has him. the I'm has sorry. the stat on uh, on Petrie that like he has he has uh, his hands on the ball like more than any other safety prospect in the past 10 years by like a mile. Um, he's, he's, he was very productive. The reason I don't have him as, as high as you is, is uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of an Isaiah Simmons thing where it, he, 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 yeah, he plays everything. I don't know if, if I trust the Eagles to get him in the right spot. I love these. I like every safety we've talked about. I love, I mean, if they don't, if they come out of this, I like Brisker too. Safety, yeah. These are the two. Petre, you know, we've already talked about uh, Dax Hill. We've already talked about Lewisine. Brisker and Petre, to me, are both very good prospects. Yeah. I mean, these, I know we overproject and say this guy could come in and start for you right away. Uh, they really have that profile. Well, and who are they going to be on competing this defense, with? Yeah. On this defense, they should be able to. I mean, just to finish out on Jalen Petre, uh, yeah, three. I mean, he filled up the stat sheet. Last year, three sacks, three forced fumbles, nine passes defended, two interceptions, ran four, four, six. I, I love Brugler's uh, uh, penalty stats. He, he, mm. Petrie did not have a penalty on 431 coverage snaps last year, which I love that. Uh, it's crazy played, compared to how often he was touching the ball, too. Yeah. Yeah. Played, uh, played in the slot, played in the box on. Now, this is the other thing that made me a little nervous. So we played in the slot or in the box on 96% of his snaps. So, uh, you know, playing the deep half, is he able to do that? I mean, Dane, I think, had it said maybe he would be a big nickel, would be his uh, best fit. So there's a little bit of a projection there uh, that he would be a deep safety, but reliable tackler, awesome against the run. 
Um, yeah, I had four, only 14 snaps in the deep middle of the field, but yeah, he is like a playmaker. I mean, this is like, this is one of those where, uh, like we say this about offensive players, but if your coordinator, like can't find a way to you, if he is who people yeah. think he's going to be and your coordinator can't find a way to get something out of him, your coordinator sucks, like find a way to carve out a role for him. So, uh, that's how I saw Petrie. Uh, and Brister, I just feel like he, 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 he checks off what Sirianni wants too, right? Like, yeah, you can see him going to the press conference. Yeah. This guy loves ball, right? Yeah. That's what they'll say about him. I think Brisker has like a lot of those same intangibles. Uh, it seems like now he's 23 years old, which uh Bo will not like, but 21 starts. That's okay. It's safety. Seasons. Okay. Brisker is the safety from uh, Penn state five interceptions in 34 games. How about this one from Dave committed zero penalties in the last two years for Brisker. Love that. Ran four. Brisker, four I don't nine. even know her. Uh, I think Greg Cosell was comparing him to the Bill safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Uh, he lined up in the box, in the slot. Uh, ben Fennell wrote that he's got the qualities to play outside corner, he thought. Jaquan Brisker. So, I mean, versatility. We know how much coaches uh, love that. Uh, I think both those guys are fantastic safety prospects. Yeah, I'm just going to be uh, – I just feel like they they should be able to – I mean, you have to see how it falls, but it would kind of be a bummer, I think, if you're an Eagles fan. Mm. And we know Eagles fans love safeties. Uh, like, these guys would all be exciting players uh, and fill a need uh, if they were to get one of them. My, my only other take I wanted to get to here was what this exercise uh, proved to me is that I don't think you want to draft a running back in the second round this year. There's too many good players at premium positions that, uh, you know, I know a lot of people like Brees Hall. I think yes. I was the lowest of the three on him, right? Where do we have Brees Hall here? Yeah, he's he, he's uh, towards the oh bottom, but Zach had wow. him at eight. I had him at 11. You had him at 21. And I, I probably would drop him down. A I just, I like him. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, I think he's a fine prospect, but I'm looking at these other guys at premium positions and this is like not the year. If you, you know, another year could probably talk, talk me uh, into it. But to me, this is not the year to spend a second round pick uh, on a running back if you're the Eagle. So I was just like going, I'm like, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. You know, do I really want to, is the gap between Brees Hall and the other running backs you could get maybe in the third, fourth, and fifth round? Is it that? Maybe it is. Maybe some people might think it is, but do you think the gap's that big that you want to spend a premium pick on him? Uh, I would say no, especially, I mean, for the short term, if Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, like, you know, your running backs are going to have room to work with uh, and the run game's going to be fine. I, I do think, it could kind of get to another level with an explosive guy, but I would just be hesitant to use that pick there this year. I think that's fair. I uh, like big picture. I, I probably should have him a little bit lowered uh, because you're trying to infuse talent for the long haul. But I feel like he's 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 good enough that he would he would um, I think like tangibly change the trajectory of, of this season at least a little bit. Yeah, I think he's the best running back in the draft. That's why I, I would put him there. If he's on the board at 51 and he's he's like the best player at his position, uh, it's something to And think it means about. that like a lot of these guys have already gone, obviously, yeah. if he's on the board. Yeah, and you think about long-term need. If if, if you don't uh, re-sign Miles Sanders next year, he's like your – he's a ready-made starting running back for you. But I, I will say uh, because the Eagles have looked ahead to next year's class, next year's class is supposed to be a really strong running back class. So just something to think about in terms of Miles Sanders' future. You can All always right. sign a guy for one and a half, two million dollars. Yeah. They'll be okay. Dane, I thought made a nice compelling case for uh he had Kenneth Walker as his RB one going against the green there. Go Deeks. I always I always like when uh why go Deeks? Did he transfer? He yeah. did. He went to Wake oh. Forest first. Uh -huh. Jeez. 
That's got hurt. Go. No wonder you don't want him. Nice. Shunned him. Turned his back Sparty. on Sparty. Yeah, exactly. Better student union, Zach would say. Probably uh, so. Yeah, I've, I've never <laughs> been to Michigan State. So I have been to Wake Forest. So. Somebody asked uh, uh, on our question last. Actually, you know what? Let's end it on this. I'm not even going to answer that. Ask that question. Uh, Kill a cow. No, asked the, question? The, the, the question was, what makes a good student union in your mind? Or like, what's your favorite type of college town? <laughs> I don't think Zach was expecting that. You don't have to answer that. I think this is a good way to, I think this is a good way to close it. Uh, Kill a cow asked an uncharacteristically uh, sincere that question. That was weird. What was that? Yeah. Kill a cow. Very, very odd coming from him. a habit of that. Dis, disconcerting, a little disquieting, but I think it is an interesting question. We've had, you know, every every draft under Howie has a theme. Like last year was, let's get the culture setters in here. We're building a program. Let's get the guys who uh, will help us build a program. We've had the speed years. We've had the college production years. If you had to guess what mm, this year's like draft class theme is going to be, Zach, what uh, what makes your ears perk up? What do you think? It's good. I haven't thought about it. There's there's two that would jump to mind. Uh, I've got one in my head. Let's First see one is is the tools in the body, right? Okay. Like you Which know, always that... sounds such a weird way to. Say. I cringe every time. <laughs> guy, he says that. guy swallowed a wrench. You wouldn't believe <laughs> it. You got to see these X-rays. Yeah, he's got tools in his body. What? Yeah, the hell? that that like that 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 we need to find. You know, front of the roster blue chip players, and this guy has tools in the in his body that you can't find. That is one. And then the second I'll say is like competitive toughness. Yes. Right? That's the like one that's, I was thinking. I think that'll be, be it. Yeah, that's the I mean, favorite on uh, Bet MGM. Okay, yeah, is yeah. is that uh, you know they had a year with Sirianni. What what made Nick's team good last year was just the the competitive toughness, the football character, and they need guys who can fit that. You you, you know, uh, coach went into his meeting with uh, prospect X who we just drafted, and he, we didn't give him our reports beforehand. We wanted him to go in open-minded and he comes out talking about, or, you know, this guy is the most competitive SOB I've ever around been around. And, you know, me and Andy look at each other and we go, Oh my gosh, we can't uh, believe that it's all aligned. And so it was just a no brainer. Everyone was on board with this, you know, coaches talked about uh, the competitiveness we want on this roster. I think you really saw it that implemented last year and it really shown through and we want to continue uh, to build on that. And I think you saw that, you know, you, you look at the guys we picked uh, this year. That's one box that all of them check. There you go. You don't even have to go to the post-draft press conference. If he won. And I, I, I know Boa agrees with me here. What would really bother me is if they get up and it's like, this guy fits the way we're trying to play. That's exactly that's exactly okay. what I what is in my oh, I'm mind. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. You're right. Like that's that's what would worry me is if it's yeah. it's like oh like you know we had a year to watch how John <laughs> yes. how JG wants to play how Nick's offense wants to work and we out. We still have no idea. And what this he wants to do. and this guy fits what <laughs> what coach wants exactly like fits it to a T. It's exactly what he wants. If they're overfitting for the coaching oh, yeah. staff, I'm uh, I'm going to be you know. Pr- Pretty uh, disappointed. I, I, three, I will not take and, kindly to that. And then three years from now, if the guy doesn't work out, you hear off the record. You know, we work for the coaches, right? And and yeah. this is this is the coaching staff wanted. JG so. really he was really he was yeah. really pushing for him. Uh, yeah. You know, Jonathan was he really thought uh, Leo Chanel was going to be a perfect fit. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is what almost four hours of uh, draft yeah. podcast this week. Uh, I don't know how Marissa allowed this to happen, but uh, if you have stuck with us, 
you have listening material as you mow the lawn, as you sit through a t-ball game, whatever you're doing uh, this weekend, you know, you can go ahead and uh, rate and review a little bit. I mean, this is the buildup to really what what ends up being the biggest three-day stretch in of uh, the Birds with Friends calendar uh, during the draft. The most most listens we usually get uh, the entire year over any game, unless they're, you know, in the playoffs or uh, have a big week one win or whatever. So go ahead, leave a little, uh, leave a little love, rate, review, subscribe. The Eagles are obviously listening. The front office is listening. They're moving JJ Ortega Whiteside to tight end. We'll see. They're just they working draft. their way through the back catalog very slowly. We'll see if they draft Nick Benito, maybe a nice reach in the first round at 15, and I'll be wow. the only one saying, great pick, and then he won't Jaylen, He did it with Jalen yeah. Rager. We're doing yeah. it again. Yeah, we'll do it with Benito. We'll be this I want to take the listeners. Uh, I want to take the listeners to task for one thing. I was really expecting much more uh, discourse on uh, BWF nipple versus BWF chest hair uh, in relation to the undershirts. I feel like that that conversation should have broke through a little bit further. I would agree with that. Yeah, I thought there could have been some more feedback. Yeah, and as as I told Bo when we when I saw him in person the other day at at the Eagles uh, press conference, I appreciated all the feedback. Uh, and recommendations if you for deodorants. Uh, I took readers' recommendations, and I gotta say, uh, don't like leaving the antiperspirant. <laughs> all right, because oh, who told you to leave the antiperspirant? Well, 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 well what... I got wrecked because the antiperspirant is oh, what leaves oh, the marks. Oh, oh yes, no, it's the, yeah, you gotta live with the marks. It's, no, it's the can't. aluminum. It's the aluminum in the deodorant yeah. that leaves the marks, and so. I got zero percent aluminum and uh, no marks from the deodorant, but I'm sweating through the shirt. So yeah, that's no. that's yeah. So I think you're better back. off sticking with the antiperspirant, just buying new undershirts. Yeah, that was bad. Or, or wearing an undershirt to begin with. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so. you you live, you know, you live with the marks. Uh, you can buy new clothes. Uh, you can't be sweating. You know, you gotta go antiperspirant. Yes. Mm. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. As Shil said, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, download, delete, like the video on YouTube, all that good stuff. Evangelize, and we will talk to you one more time before the draft next week. We'll have some swooper sorecasting. We'll have our draft of the 10 players who we think the Eagles are most likely to select. Lots of stuff coming on the site. We'll have these rankings of the second round prospects. This week we had the ranking of the first round guys. We had... Uh, best case scenario mock draft worst case scenario mock draft zach's thoughts mock draft uh mailbag all that good stuff more stuff to come next week we've got you covered so um you know hook us up just uh, show a little love that's all so for marissa and uh michael and cameron malvo and Sheil and zach and elijah thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week and as always we love you